this is our dialogues with Gabriel, and uh, we're going to get into the sanity versus insanity issue today and talk about healing aspects of the whole thing in line with the world peace meditation that Dr. Cousins has done for the last two weekends. And we encourage you to join us for the next time. It's once a week, worldpeacemeditation.net. And we're going to talk about the implications of that for the real world. So here's Dr. Cousins. Thank you, Gabriel, for being here. It's a pleasure to see you. Richard, it's a joy to see you. And thank you. And also, Doug, behind the scenes, thank you. Okay. So each week we kind of think how there's so many things happen. It's like, whoa. So we kind of focus it down and get clarity. So we're going to share those those topics today, as Richard already said. Um, but in order to get into the right uh, receptivity, we're going to do a little dancing for spiritual joy for three minutes and a little bit, maybe four minutes of meditation so that we can kind of be centered to make this, you know, easier to, to understand, to be more open to it. So uh, please join me in a little bit of uh, dance for spiritual joy. Now, I'm going to mention before I do that, this is the mantra, how to meditate. And if you have your own mantra, fine. It's But if not, you repeat the mantra to focus your mind to go in the meditation. And this is the name of God that Moses received at the burning bush. So it's a pretty strong name. Yod on the in-breath, hey on the out-breath. Wa on the in-breath, hey on the out-breath. Yod from the base to the heart, hey out to the heart. Wa from the base to the third eye, and hey out through the heart. And now we will dance and we'll go in meditation. Just repeat the mantra until your mind's quiet. Now, I also uh, give a certain energy through the eyes to help uh, you go in the meditation and, and to stimulate the spiritual energy. Uh, and so we'll do that after we dance. Okay.
uh, just focus on my eyes as the energy comes through. Here we go.
Slowly come out of meditation. Okay. And we're going to talk about another aspect of the whole uh, process of, of what the peace meditation is about. First, I'll just start with an opening prayer, merging the heart and mind, which is key to understanding peace meditation. Feel that merging of the heart and mind. Okay. Now, the world peace meditation at one level is talking about world peace. And it we know it works. We and we need to do a lot of meditating because there's a whole lot that needs to be done here. We got that part, but there's another part. It's called us and how we interact with the people around us. So it's one thing to let's create world peace. Let's create the the kind of uh, wild uh, things that are going on in the world that are uh, almost aimed at provoking war. Okay, that's one level. But there's another level, which is our daily life. How do we interact with each other? How do we treat with each other? How do we interact in a way that creates a peaceful interaction with the people we're interacting with throughout the day and throughout the night? How do we create peace in relationship? How do we create peace among couples and families? Big. Those are big questions. And the, part of the answer to it is to see the spark of the divine in the other person. Now, what point makes us available to see that spark of the divine? Hmm. When we create this world, enhance the global brain for peace, we have enough peace within ourselves that we can peacefully look at another person and feel our oneness with them. When we feel our oneness with them, what happens? We feel our peace. We can see them. They're not a statistic. They're not some kind of archetypal thing that we like or don't like, okay? We, by being at peace and having the attitude of peace, we open up the door to seeing the light of God in every person. Now, I'm not unaware that a lot of strange things are happening in our society. Um, Of course, people are acting in hostile and aggressive ways. People are thinking other people are making them act in hostile, aggressive ways. It's really easy to blame it on the other. But it's our worldview that creates this, however you want to look at it. So we are the creators of that. And how do we discreate it? Well, we start to approach every interaction we have 
with peace and with love and with a certain kindness and a certain sense of oneness. That's what the World Peace Meditation is about on a personal level. It's beginning to look at our attitude of how we look at other people. Can we see that spark of God in them? No matter how strange it may look to us or may, how, you know, whether we call it mental illness, whatever, can we look at those people and see the spark of God in them? And that's the key. That's the power of the World Peace Meditation on a personal level. I'm just going to invite Richard in here to join us. And so let's let's kind of look at that because it opens up a whole level of quality of human interaction. And what happens is when enough people interact with each other peacefully and with love and with seeing the spark of God in the other person, then it actually can happen on a worldwide scale as well. Richard, do you want to add anything? Yeah. Excuse me. I think what you're saying, Dr. Gabriel, is um, really critical because the interaction between individuals is like a microcosm of the interaction between countries and between whole, you know, groups of people on a big scale. And it reminds me, what you were saying kind of reminds me when you were talking about looking at what are we putting out, not blaming everything on the other person by habit. And there's a a Hawaiian um, traditional healing method called Ho'oponopono. And one of the principles of it that makes it so hard for people who want to practice it to grasp is what they call full responsibility. That means instead of blaming which just inflames things and makes them worse and keeps us unconscious of what we're putting into it. We take full responsibility for what we're experiencing and say, you know, if this is happening in my life experience, some part of it is what I'm projecting. And if I change that, take acknowledge the responsibility for it and, and change it, then it affects the other person. It affects the outside world. And it's almost like the meditation that you're talking about in real-life situations. I think it's critical. You can't get the full benefit of the World Peace Meditation and then go out in your day and be cynical and at war with everybody. There's something wrong with that picture. Um, There's a little uh, pun with to, uh, to blame is to be lame. You were cutting out a little bit. Would you say that again? To blame is, to means be lame. Blame, be lame. Yeah, yeah. That's appropriate. And, And there's no, you know, if you drop blame, even of yourself, responsibility doesn't mean blaming yourself. It means saying, I have the power to create problems or solutions by what I'm projecting. So it's a way of being in the world that has to do with feeling the oneness and feeling the love and seeing that spark in the other person. It doesn't matter so much what they're saying. This is a little bit the exercise. But 
to go through it to see that they had that spark of the divine in them. That's the power of this peace meditation on a personal level. And it's a really big shift in how we're looking at the world, how we're looking at each other. Yeah, it's a huge shift because the way we've been trained is who to blame. It's not whether to blame somebody on the outside of yourself. It's who. Who's at fault? Who's the bad person? Who's the villain? You know, who's the criminal? And never to look at ourselves. And it's such a powerful shift that you're talking about. I think that, you know, people talk about the idealistic idea that love is stronger than hate or fear or anything like that, even than violence, like in the meditation experiments. But what if you demonstrate that? So you, you get to the point where you're in an actual potential physical conflict, and you decide voluntarily what to project, and the other person who is starting to initiate the conflict forgets what they were going to fight about. And that's a sign that you're making progress. Whether it's yeah. with one person or with the world. And so we are talking very specifically about, from the World Peace Meditation, looking at how we interact with our daily world and can we bring that energy of peace and oneness? And key to that is seeing that spark of the divine in each person. If we can keep that in focus, it's so easy to lose. You know, it's so easy to go and debate defensive mode rather than, how do I connect with this person? Right. And that's... Choose any, any issue that you really care about. You can choose it as an example and say somebody's taking the other side of that issue really aggressively, what are your choices of how to react and what are you going to do? So that's a, it, it's really a fun challenge because people come in and they, sometimes they want to fight. And, you know, they want to verbally fight. They want to, uh, you know, be difficult because... They have their, whatever their reasons are, whatever the egoic issues are, that's kind of what they want. And if you can step back from it and not get enmeshed in that play, then you're able to really give them an opportunity to wake up. And that's pretty important. Yeah, if they want to fight, they're usually in the same condition of what we're talking about. They're in distress and pain and conflict with themselves, and they want to put it on you on the outside because it's easier than looking at themselves. Now, how do we do that? How do we keep conscious? Exactly. And one of the things that I mentioned, because it's easy to say keep conscious, but what I find is uh, six foundations uh, are really important for that. If you're eating a good diet, your brain, all your neurotransmitters are working right. They're more balanced. It's very much easier to keep a certain calm and, and focus. And if you're dancing and doing yoga and, and building the prana or life force, that's easy. And you're, if you're used to service and charity and your heart is open, it's easier to make that heart-to-heart connection, which is really what we're talking about there. And if you're meditating 
you're more at inner peace so that you can connect to the outer peace. And the six is what we do here, the awakening of the activation of the spiritual energy. So all that's going on. And, and if you're feeling awake, that can actually affect the other person in a positive way. So all that's going on and it all improves the ability to be at peace. Right. And it also improves your ability not to get sucked in to when people are just trying to suck you into being negative. So those are kind of things that are important. Richard, you're going to say something there. Yeah, I was just going to say what you're talking about is take care of yourself. You know, it's not selfish in a bad way. It's critical. Because if you don't, if you let yourself, even any of those elements that you mentioned, starting with diet, if you eat junk food and your brain's not working right, how are you going to be useful to other people? So a lot of people think that there's this dichotomy between selfish and selfless. So they don't want to take care of themselves because that's selfish. And that's a misunderstanding. You know, you and the other person are linked together. So whatever you do for yourself, you're doing for the other person and vice versa. Whatever you do for the other person, you're just doing it for yourself. You know, we're integrated. It's not a, an image of one against the other. So I'm just seconding what you said. Please take care of yourself. And there are people who think that all this diet stuff and, you know, all the pure food that Gabriel talks about all the time, that's not spiritual. That's just physical. You know, that's a, a cult to try to worry about your diet. In fact, it's been uh, defined by the medical profession as uh, orthorexia, you care too much about what you eat and what you do, and it shows that you're mentally unbalanced. And that's because they know it's powerful. And that what you do with your physical body really affects the ability of mind to use brain to operate the body and what you say in a good way. So everything you do matters, including what you eat and everything else. So, Richard, you've, t- you've touched into something else which is it really helps to be aware that people are being psychically manipulated. And every people, many people have heard the word Tavistock Clinic, where they're very trained and purposely using their uh, skills to turn people against each other, to create stories that really bring out negative energy, uh, to bring in all the kind of different conflicts people are having about I'm this and you're that and you don't like me and and they're all about social division. Right. You know, and we call it divide and conquer. But what Richard's saying, a lot of this is well planned. Literally well planned, meaning written in position papers and, and you know, years ago. Uh, literally in the 30s. That's how uh, early some of this is coming out. So suddenly it's manifesting and we think it's all like an accident. Or, no, it's well planned, well documented. They are making every effort to turn people against themselves and against God and against meaning and value in life and to create a sense of hopelessness. 
Once you understand this, then you can see right through what they're doing and you don't have to be caught up in it. You're going to say something, Richard. Um, well, just agreeing with what you're saying and we're being, you know, when I mentioned orthorexia, if you try to eat good food, you're diagnosed and you're labeled as mentally ill, right? You, and the same thing with, I forget the, the label that they call you. If, you're, if you don't want to have blind faith in authority, there's a condition that that indicates, too, that you need to be re-educated. And it, it is very well coordinated. And at the top, they're doing a program opposite to your world peace meditation. And they know that everything you're saying is true, and they're trying to apply it for dark motives. So it's good to be aware of that. And the reason that that's not just, uh, you know, meaning our fate is, is sealed and we're just going to be fighting one dark against light forever is that light is, is intrinsically much stronger than darkness because dark is just a temporary obstruction of light. And the only way they can keep light from winning everything right away, which is what we'd like to see, is to keep everybody unconscious and fighting with each other. So that's what and what's happening is people are getting more and more conscious. It's having the opposite effect because it's been so extreme. Right. People are saying, wait, there's something really wrong with the picture they're trying to get me to accept. The picture they're trying to, to paint. The worldview they want me to believe in. And more and more people, because that worldview is so off in terms of being a human being, that we have a choice to come back and say, wait, no, 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 I'm the full human being. I have that spark of God in me. And I'm not going to let go of that. That's what makes me really a human being and not a robot. Not a trans being. Okay? Not on the way to transhumanism where we all become robots. Right. You know, back so, to nature. So when we recognize that that is what is deliberately being done, and again, I say deliberately meaning it's written down, it's documented, we are not like um, projecting. We're really looking at what has been written and what the game plan is. Right. The problem is we aren't going to allow the, the, the game plan will not succeed. And as they get more desperate, they may go into more desperate things. So we need to stay stable in the awareness of our oneness and our love and seeing that spark of God in each other, and including even the people at the Tavistock Clinic or like that and those above them. That's right. No. So many layers of people just following those orders, you know, mindlessly, and they can be woken up. Right. And, you know, I don't, and, and Rich is right, they can be woken up. And I'll be happy just if that we can, in a sense, move them a little bit more so they can begin to experience their humanness. Yeah. And that would be hugely important and good. Become whistleblowers inside the structure that they're in. Yeah. And, but the key is even moving it a little bit changes the whole uh, framework and it, it changes the energy. It, it, minimizes the energy. And that's what's happening in the world today. So it's a good thing. 
And that's why we're here. You know, what do we have to do? There's two things we're doing here in this program. One, we're giving you kind of details and outlying things and so forth. But two, we're also empowering you to be able to share this with other people, to awaken other people, not to, oh, it's a, a plot and it's this. Yeah, all that's going on, but it's really keeping your humanness. Remembering you are a spark of God. Remembering we are made in the image of God. Now, the more we remember that, the more we're able to really share on a much higher level than politics about how to cope, how to defeat this and defeat it in a good way. It's not people lose. They win because they also wake up and begin to understand. That's right. The spark of God. That's a, there's a kind of beauty in this whole thing. Yeah, it's funny that the bad guys and bad women, they think that we're their enemies. And that's not true. We're actually their best friends because we're offering them something to do that would get them out of the cycle that they're in. Yeah. First, they have to understand they're in a cycle. That's right. That's right. And then they have to understand that that isn't really a very good cycle. Uh, in in terms of uplifting humanity and really uplifting themselves and actually reclaiming their soul and reclaiming their destiny as full human beings. So, like, this is huge. And we see that when some of these people wake up, it's a a big shift. And, And when I say some of these people, we're also talking about people on a kind of every level of the society as they wake up and they say, whoa, uh, I see what's going on and I'm going to reclaim my unique individuality as a child of God. So, wow, it's really powerful. So, this is what we have the power to do. So, one, we're educating, but two, we are really saying we're going to, this, this is a shift in consciousness. We need to share with as many people as possible and as, and, and as a gentle, loving way as possible these ideas. Right. And what makes you most able to share it is what you do inside yourself, you know, to make it something other than just words. Change yourself. Right. Look at your have habitual responses to people that are contentious and conflict-oriented and blaming and fearful. Catch those inside yourself. Watch them. I mean, the first step is just to become aware of it. And then when it starts to come up, you make a choice whether you want to go with it or not instead of just going by rote. That, right. that makes your, your words have a whole different impact when you do that. Right. And it also makes you sovereign because you're not in reactivity, you're in clarity of mind and sovereign choice. And that's in, in the World Peace Meditation, we have that little section where you realize you're sovereign being and you can choose not to comply. Right. Okay, that's very important. And that's what we're talking about. The main peaceful non-compliance that people have talked about and not specified 
is non-compliance with your own habit, habitual response of conflict. If you don't comply with that, you're not going to be able to comply with the outer ones either. So, the tools are there. Our message to you is take full advantage of it, but to change the big picture, to be that thought form for peace, well, of course, join us on, on, the, on the Sunday night meditation at 6.30 Israel time, wherever, wherever that is around the world, that's 12.30 East Coast time. They get that right? No, it's 11.30 East Coast time and uh, 8.30 West Coast time. There we go. Nice. Okay? And this is changing ourselves and changing the world in a very uh, uplifting way. The more people who participate, the greater effect we have on the world. So I, I want to thank everybody in advance for joining it. We are growing and we intend to keep growing because that's what humanity needs. That's right. Yeah, I've enjoyed the first two, Dr. Cousins, and I'll definitely be there tomorrow for the next one. Not tomorrow, but next Sunday, sorry. Next Sunday, right. Yeah, it was an uh, interesting one. I, my uh, wonderful daughter and uh, granddaughter were in town. My granddaughter was in for a series of coming-of-age uh, ceremonies that we did over five days. And it was really great. But we were a touch late for getting the thing started on, on Sunday. But we'll always be on time after that. So it was good. Um, so we can do it. The point is, we can do it. Uh, is prophecy, we will do it. But to make the prophecy come true, mm-hmm. which could be in the next few years where this is turning around, uh, I don't know what you think about that, Richard. I'm asking your opinion, but the next year, if we start to turn it around, and so the whole world becomes more awake. I don't know what your timeline is. I don't know. I think it's flexible according to what we do. And just like right. the med- meditation has variables in it to, that help determine the results, you know, the drop in the crime, the drop in the insanity in the world, and all that. Numbers is only one of those. You know, the number of people that are meditating, the number of people that are trying to be more conscious and self-aware and more in harmony instead of in the line of conflict all the time and blame. But it's not just numbers, it's quality. And that's why you can't say that your effect is only one ten-thousandth of the people that will be doing this. Your effect can be as much as you want because it's not... You know, the harmony focus is not coming from you. It's coming from letting this power flow through you. It comes from where you originated. And the living, that divine being that Gabriel was referring to that's present in everybody and omnipresent everywhere. If you take the blocks out of the way, there's no scale of how powerful that can be. So I see that flexibility and timeline too and if we really start to care about this and don't don't just kind of brush it off and say 
well, that was interesting, you know, what's on Netflix, or that was interesting, I have to take care of the bills now and drop the whole concept. The point that Dr. Gabriel was talking about is whatever you have to do in your physical life, change it, not that the activity necessarily changes, but where you're coming from changes. So you sit down to do the bills or you interact with a person or with your family or friends or go to the store. Every situation that comes up, you start to see it as intentional and meaningful and a big opportunity. You know, not just the timeline turns around when one day they announce on the TV that everything's great. Uh, You have to make everything great in the immediate present because even next year or five years from now, It's going to be the present. This is the time you've got to work with. And I suggest make the timeline whatever you want it to be, as close to immediate as you can imagine, and just be there. Live in it as if it was done now, and watch what happens. I think that's good advice. Uh, My point is I think it's it's not so far something in the far distant future. I think prophecy uh, from many different sources is saying it's much sooner than later, and that is kind of an encouragement. Okay? Sooner than later is more encouraging for people. So let's put all energy in. Let's keep our priorities there. Even for some people, even creating a half hour and Sunday night at 6.30, it's like, well, I don't know, I can arrange my schedule. Well, arrange your schedule. There, there's needing to be an intention here that this is really important. World peace, inner peace is really important. So that's the intention, doing the six foundations. That helps us do it. So there, there, what we're talking about is creating an intention of doing things that are, you know, uh, creating a lifestyle that leads towards world peace and leads towards inner peace. So I bless everyone that we have the power to make that intention and love of ourselves and love of those around us. And since that spark of God in us and since that spark of God in other people to really say this is really important and we have the power to do it. And let's do it now. So blessings to everyone. And thank you all for tuning in to us. And I thank Richard, of course, and I thank Doug sitting behind the uh, our setup here. Oh, I'm in. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. I totally think what you're saying is Incredibly important, and it comes with this idea of full responsibility that we talked about in the beginning. You know, most people are hoping for world peace and wanting to observe it happen. Well, let it in through you as a channel. That's what I'm suggesting to second what what Dr. Cousins was talking about in, in your life. Don't see things as haphazard. Everything that comes up has a reason and a purpose and, and an opportunity so if somebody comes up, and I was talking to a friend about this yesterday, somebody comes up and wants to argue with you, the habitual response is, oh, this person's so obnoxious, and, you know, we have to fight, and whatever your thought pattern goes after that, or, or else you become afraid and you want to run away, or 
those are all habitual reflexive responses and what I'm talking about is watch yourself and change what is coming up in your own mentality, your own thoughts, your own feelings because the first step is to become aware of that you know, don't just think well everybody else is mentally unstable and brainwashed and hypnotized but I'm clear that's a way to make sure you never change you know, but Everybody else is on their own track of learning and education within themselves. If you want to help them or you want them to be in a better space, you have this massive power to do that by your own influence. And if you're brave enough, work on yourself. Take responsibility for the way your day is going, for the way your life is going. Watch your responses and whatever comes up, the thoughts and especially the feeling is where the power is. What do you want that to be? If that were broadcast all over the world, what you, the emotions that you're living in, are you happy with what you're broadcasting? Because the truth is, it is being broadcast and it's influencing absolutely everybody. So take full responsibility. Use everything that comes up, and especially the things that you don't like, as opportunities to say, what's my response going to be? What am I going to put out? What am I going to communicate to this person? What am I broadcasting? What frequency? And uh, start being conscious. That way if you say hello or don't say anything, you still have a massive impact that spreads everywhere. And that's what the World Peace Meditation thing is about. So anyway, use your time well. Uh, We're going to start... uh, having more and more people get attracted to this and start growing this movement. But again, it's not just numbers. It's how seriously do you take it. And it's not just the act of meditation. And some people don't relate to meditation. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's change of focus. And actually, everybody's meditating and praying all the time, including us, you and me and everybody. So the only question is not, are you meditating? It's what are you meditating on? What are you praying about now? And you might say, well, I'm not praying, I'm not meditating. The words are not the critical part. Where's your focus? Put that where you want it to grow. And uh, we're putting out substacks now, too. Uh, You're welcome to get on that. It goes to a mailing list, and if you go to uh, the page of our website that's called planetaryhealingclub.com, It's also a place where you can join us in that group environment to work on these things in Planetary Healing Club. But aside from that, if you go to that page and look to the right, there's a button to sign up for the free email list. And we're putting out more and more of these Substack personal messages now. And we want to give you encouragement and and interaction during the week, not just on the Saturday meetings of the Planetary Healing Club or the Sunday meetings of the world peace meditation, but all the time. We want to make this constant, not by force or by stress or anything like that, but relax like into this beautiful going through you and live in that all week. And then you'll bring that to the meditation every weekend. So your time matters. Where is your attention? Where are your feelings? It's totally voluntary. And I'll shut up in a minute, but I just want to say, We're trained to think that if something happens, like something you see as bad, then you have to feel bad, 
where a certain thing happens that shows how you have to feel. That was never true. How you feel is completely voluntary, no matter what's happening. And it's a way, it's so powerful that it can turn things around in the outside world. And you start with the inside world of your life and watch what happens. So, anyway, thanks for being with us. I appreciate it very much. And uh, remember to see all of Dr. Cousins' programs on drcousins.com, entryoflife.mn.co, and our shows. We're doing interviews again now. So our shows are on uh, lostartsradio.com. And if you want to recommend topics that we talk about in Substack or in uh, Planetary Healing Club meetings, just send them to me with subject line topic. Richard at lostartsradio.com, and I'll read every one of them. We really want to keep this close interaction so that we're helping each other actually put into real life what Dr. Cousins is, is explaining, and we can do that. We can do it right now. It's just a decision. Wide open opportunity. So let's take it. So take care of yourself really well, body, mind, and emotions, everything. And we'll meet you here next time. Take care. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.